Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, goddesses. Welcome again to another edition of Astrology Hour. Of course, as always on Astrology Hour, I have special guest Lynette Duncan with me. If you're not following her on Instagram, be sure to do that at Oracle of Your Soul on Instagram. All day, every day, great information, um, just a wealth of it. So do yourself a favor, follow her. It keeps you updated on everything um, so that you know what's going on in the uh, universe around you. And, of course, she talks about anything and everything that really needs to be discussed, and you can always schedule a reading with her or a session with her. You can find out more information there at, at, at Oracle of Your Soul on Instagram. Her bio contains her website information. You can find her there. Before we get to her today, before we start in with the show, of course, as you know, typically on Astrology Hour, I don't say much of anything. Um, I introduce the show, I close it out. I have a few maybe comments in the end, but there's so much information. And if you're not feeling this energy today, whoo, I don't know where you are. You're under a rock or something because this is some intense stuff coming through. And I've already spoken with Lena a little bit in the studio before we started up. And she's telling me there's more to this than we think. So I'm excited to hear all about it and ready to take some notes. I hope you are as well. But I wanted to share with you before we jump into it that we are going to have a very special show next Wednesday, 3 p.m. Central is our typical time. Well, we're changing that up for you. So if you're used to tuning in to Psychic Wednesday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, you're going to need to change your calendar because we are moving it to 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's going to be another 90-minute show, so it does run from 8 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. However, this is going to be a very special Halloween event. It's Elizabeth Harbin's Halloween special. She's going to be doing a very cool thing for all of you who tune in to her every other Wednesday. She is providing a psychic gallery. So it's a live broadcast psychic gallery. You will be uh, able to call in for free readings from Elizabeth Harbin and also special guest Carrie Glasser. So you'll be able to find out more information from Carrie. She has her bio up as well. If you just follow on our show page, you'll be able to see that. Um, you can look on the Facebook page as well, facebook.com backslash girlpowerhalfhour. But if you are not following us there, be sure to do that. Be sure to add us. All of our information is always up to date on that page. But we also have that show already built up for you. You can check it out there, all of her bio and information and what to expect. I hope you're planning to call in because that's going to be a really powerful show. So without further ado, I want to jump into what we're talking about today because, my goodness, there's so much information. I know Lynette needs the entire hour. So, Lynette, thanks again for joining me. Go ahead and tell us what we need to know. I'm so excited to know about it. As you know, I'm already feeling this energy. It's very, it's coming in very intensely. So I'm all excited <laughs> to hear what's going on and what we're all feeling and, and what, we're, what we are to expect, I guess. Great. Well, as, as usual and as always, thank you so much for providing this platform for me to share what I know and what I can bring forward um, in service to everyone at this time. Um, you know, it's Absolutely. really interesting because, yeah, everybody's been writing about, um, of course, I'm an astrologer, so I read uh, other astrology writings and things like that. And of course, it all pretty much says the same thing, which is great. I say the same thing as everyone else, too. But what I really want to talk about today with this full moon is not just the qualities of this full moon and what kind of um, configurations we have right now with that full moon, but I want to talk about the months that, that in the next few weeks that move forward because we've got some really potent energy that is really setting a marker. It's setting a touchstone for the preparation of 2019. 
So this is not just a regular lunation, a regular full moon that's just passing and we're going to be through the, you know, through the eye of the, we're going to pass through the eye of the needle and be done with it in a couple of days. This is going to reverberate through our energy systems through the end of the year. We won't be the same after this lunation. And many of us have already started the process of that sort of alchemical um, transformation. So let's just dig into it. Um, we do have the full moon happening today, and that happens, I think we're beyond it now, it's, it happens at 9.45 um, a.m., and that was um, Pacific time, so we're a little bit beyond that time right now. But we've got the moon at one degree, and we've got Uranus retrograde at zero degrees, and they're conjunct, so they're just a degree apart. And then we also have, of course, the opposition uh, to the sun and Venus, uh, who is currently in Scorpio and retrograde as well. So we've got these two retrograde planets, Venus and Uranus, um, in an oppositional dance with one another. Now, let's break this down because we've got four energies right now in Scorpio. We've got the Sun, we've got Venus, we've got Mercury, and we've got Jupiter all in Scorpio energy. So I call this Scorpio season. Um, This is really an emphasis on really moving into the deeper and, and uh, more dense psychological aspects of our being. This is the focus. We have a, we have a values focus here, a conscious focus, a thought and communication focus, and also our wisdom and our expansion is all in the sign of Scorpio. So we've got to really pay attention to the energy that Scorpio provides us. Scorpio is ruled by both Mars and Pluto and these energies are very strong will. They are um, very much about uh, getting to the truth, getting to the bottom of things, especially Pluto. I feel like Pluto's more of a ruler. Mars was a ruler before Pluto was discovered. But we can still assume that Mars is a co-ruler in a sense. But Pluto is really the, the player for, for Scorpio. And this is really about going into the darkness, really going into the shadow and doing a lot of shadow work. With Venus in retrograde here, we're really looking at values. We're really looking at, you know, how we value things. What are our values? And I feel like this is the reason why this particular passage is so important is because we don't pay enough attention to what our values are. We have values. We know we do. But oftentimes we negate them to make nice. We negate them to cooperate and to get along you know, and then we get resentful that our values are being trampled on. And, you know, we have, we have all this energy that comes from, you know, our value system. Venus is not going to let us get away with that. Venus, because it, it is, it, it operates with values. It operates with beauty and harmony. And it also is, is about um, relationships and how we relate to other people. All of those things are coming into question right now. So those that are in a relationship really to anybody, but especially intimate relationships, are definitely going to be um, heightened in their expression during this time. People are likely to be getting really down to the nitty-gritty of what's important to them in a relationship, what's important to them, even in relationships with family and bosses and coworkers and friends and all that kind of stuff. We are not in an, in an a mood anymore to tolerate things 
that are an assault to our senses, that are assault to our, to our value systems. We're learning very quickly that our values are important to us. It's okay if other people don't share our values, but we're starting to make distinctions between those that share our value systems and those that don't. It's not a judgment. It simply is a harmonious way to move forward, which is really what Venus is going to focus on. She's going to focus on where's the harmony. She's going to protect you and bring that harmony as, a, as an awareness to you so that you can have more harmony in your life. So what doesn't match that vibration absolutely is going to dissolve. And you may need to be fairly um, proactive in that endeavor because relationships that hang on, whatever kind of relationships they are, um, will be kind of separating the wheat from the chaff at this point and really making some distinctions about how you really want to use your time. That is really interesting because I really feel like we had a, another huge wave of souls that came in around the fall equinox. And I'm working with a lot of these people that are sort of disoriented still and waking up like a lot of people are when they first kind of wake up. And so another level that we're going to experience this is the, you know, on different levels, whether you're just newly waking up or you're in an energy where that's already occurred for you and you've been on this trajectory for a while, there's going to be some major distinctions about the way that you spend your time, the way that you spend your energy. I can see a lot of people perhaps leaving jobs that feel confining and restrictive um, and moving either into different types of employment that are more in line with their value systems or becoming more self-employed, stepping into their purpose, into their passions, into their life's missions. This is what really the energy is going to propel us into these kinds of decisions. Because if you are a person who, for example, values meditation and time alone and, you know, time with nature, time with family, and you find that you're but that's your value system, but you're not living in accordance to that because you have a you have a nine to five job, or you're working seventy hours a week, or your boss is yelling at you, um, or is degrading you, whatever that looks like. This is going to be the the point where you, there's just no more. There's just no beyond that point of return. You we're not going to be able to go back to the ways that we've tolerated before. So I really want to emphasize that. Now, this, the moon, of course, is in its opposition to the sun. So the moon is in Taurus right now. Of course, it's full. Illuminations of new moons or full moons are really about release. They really are. We have the energy that moves until the moon is full. And then, of course, the minute that that moon is full, we have those few seconds, and then this, the moon starts to, to wane again and to move away And um, from that exact configuration. Moon in Taurus. Um, generally would be a very energy. It would be very, it would be a time to tuck in, get comfortable, get cozy, you know, eat your mac and cheese or whatever kind of comfort food you've got going on, roll, you know, roll up on the couch with your honey and watch TV and just kind of chill and enjoy the fruits of your labors and enjoy the energy of being together and just relaxing and, you know, having um, a connection with these things that are simplistic, things that really are comforting to us. Venus rules the moon. So the ruler of this moon is Venus. So we can't, the really, the focus is going to be on the Venus Scorpio, but there's just as much weight with the, with the planet Uranus, which is connected to this moon. 
that's not by accident. Of course, always the reason why I love astrology is because you can see the perfect design in these configurations when you really understand the language. Uranus is an energy that is very different from really any other kind of energy in the, in the zodiac. This is an energy of departure. This is an energy of swift and unexpected disruption. This is a, the mover and the shaker. This is the rebel. He doesn't want to be conforming. He doesn't want to conform to anything. He is going to put pressure on that, on that Venus to make those breaks, to create that separation if that's what's needed for the, for the health of you. So um, Uranus here is really going to be causing some disruptions. Now, he may bring an energy for you of bravery, of, of, of um, kind of detachment, an emotional detachment, where you're just done. You're just done, and you're, you can't go back emotionally to that place that you've been, and you notice that you're in a different place, which can be hard especially for long-term relationships or relationships that have had a history because these, this is never easy. It's never easy to have these conversations. It's never easy to speak your honest truth in this way, but Uranus is actually going to be there to help us. And he is going to create some emotional detachment with, because of this moon. The moon is about emotions. Uranus is about emotional, is about detachment, basically. So in a sense, this full moon is helping you to sort of and it may not happen until the full moon is, is beyond itself, like about 24 hours. But you're going to notice that you may have some breakthroughs, some ahas, where you really see, okay, I'm in a whole different space. I'm not here anymore. He'll give you the courage to take, make that break or to, you know, um, to have the realization of what you actually need to do. Now, this, these, two, these two oppositions with the moon and the sun are very, very potent. There's a lot of alchemical energy um, at play right now. And by that, I mean that, that we are in a very ripe period of time for change. The reason why it's so important, especially right now, is because whatever decisions you choose right now um, in this period of time um, and going forward, especially through the end of the year, but especially this point right here, will set the tone. Um, it will, it's, a, it's a timeline choice. You're literally choosing a timeline choice. So whatever decisions you make right now are going to be the trajectory that you move forward with. Now, we've got, we're in a grand square or a grand cross as, as it may be, and we have both the nodal points of the moon, the south and the north node, and a grand square with these two luminary energies. Luminaries, of course, are the lights, the moon and the sun, and they highlight information. They help, to, they help us highlight what we um, you know, it, they help us highlight our human experience. The nodal points represent the, where, our past, our karma, where we've come from, past lives, our kosh. And the north node is about our destiny, where we're going, what we're here to do, how, how we're here to step into our life purpose, and where that new trajectory is. The south node is old energy. It's energy that we're leaving. The north node is energy that we are claiming. We have the north node today. Um, at one degree of Leo. So the North Node is getting ready to exit the sign of Leo where it's been for 15 months, and it's getting ready to move into Cancer. And it will do that on November 7th. So we've got just a few days before this shift occurs. This is gonna be big. 
Um, if you can make distinctions and decisions within that period of time, it's going to really help you. And I'm thinking that the energy is going to be helping everybody to sort of make that reorientation into decisions and, that are going to move us more into a destiny energy of, this, of cancer. And I'll talk more about that. But this energy, especially more than any energy I've seen for a really long time, is asking us to let go of old stuff old resentments, old patterns, old lovers. A lot of people have been having old flames come back and hit us up and say, hey, baby, and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, it's giving us an opportunity to really look at what has already passed and to make a decision. Do we want to revisit that past or do we want to move into um, you know, more progressive energy? Now, that doesn't mean that if someone from your past comes forward, and there's been, if there's a common ground and common heart that, I mean, a lot of people may get back together at this point, but you really want to pay attention. You really want to drop into your heart, pay attention to how you really feel about that and use your sense of perception and intuition to sort of gauge those experiences. You'll know if it's, if it's the right thing. That is possible though, that you may have a lover come back who's kind of been through it and has made their own changes and they're in a different space. The one thing that I do want to say about this, and it's one thing that I've noticed in my own life, is that with all the energy that we've been in throughout this entire year, it's been such an amazing year. The only thing I can think of, the word that comes to mind is flexible, because everything about this, this experience, this whole year, has been about being, needing to be flexible. And the fluidity that we've been in, there's been so many changes and so much growth and so much awareness that's come in for all of us. And I've definitely felt that collectively. But we should all be in a, most of us should be in a pretty good place during this lonation to sort of really know what it is that we desire and how we want to move forward and what's important to us. I'm noticing in my interactions, um, either with new people or people that I've been um, in contact with, that I'm just you know, I've been in sort of a really norm, like a really cohesive, uh, harmonious place. But when I started sort of interacting, even with p potential partners, I noticed I was so much more relaxed, so much more confident. Um, things that would normally have triggered me or um, set me off, I just did not have that experience. And so you may actually have that experience during this lunation and also the, the few months going forward because we have, we have accumulated energy. We have alchemized our shadow, many of us. And so you're going to have opportunities to interact with other people that are made possibly new to you, possibly new partners, and you're going to feel different. You're going to feel different in those interactions. And that, that's how you're going to sort of know and, get, and be able to gauge where you're at spiritually and emotionally is when you notice that normally you'd be tripped up or more anxious or you know, your, your stuff would creep in about codependency, that stuff is going to kind of, you may be aware of that. However, these may be things that you're working on. It really is just going to depend on where you're at on, in your, your evolution, in your evolutionary process. Now, because we have these two lunations happening with the nodes, we're, this is really a determination of how we're going to move forward. And I can't really overstate that. Um, this is a time that we've, we've because the 3D energy has collapsed, we're in zero point field. And really what this, um, this energy, we've got the sun, the moon at one degree, and then we also have the nodes at one degree. 
So this is really potent energy. Zero degrees is an important number, and then so is one, because one is the energy of creation. Zero is the zero-point field, but, but one is actually taking action. One is, um, you know, taking the step beyond the imagination of the creation, taking the step into the action of a thing so that that's the next, that's the next step towards creation and towards manifestation. So this is really potent energy. Um, this is a great time to do a vision quest, a vision board, um, meditate on, uh, you know, your desired outcomes, the things that you really want to see for yourself, the things that you really want to step into. Um, the way we do that, of course, is through our imagination. This is steps us into 5D, and this allows us to create in our minds first. And then, of course, we want to um, combine that with our emotion, our feeling, our excitement about those things that we are stepping into, um, those things that we are creating. We're not in an energy anymore where we're uncertain about that. The way that we see it, the way that we claim it, the way that we expect it to be, is going to be the way that it will show up for us. And so we're in a really potent energy right now. So this is why it's so important that we um, really do the shadow work. Venus in this and all this Scorpio energy really is about that shadow work. And we've been doing this for the last, gosh, I'd, I want to say two years, 18 months or so, where we've really been focused on eliminating what no longer serves us. We've had lots of opportunities to sort of make these adjustments. And now this is like the final push. Venus is saying, look, we're, we're at the end of it. We're, you know, Scorpio is the energy of alchemy. So we really are transmuting our shadow into gold. This is really about the, the, the energy of the butterfly, the cocoon and the butterfly, the phoenix rising from the ashes. This really is what this is about. Four planets in Scorpio. You know, Jupiter's been here for um, a little over a year and has been really revealing to us darker aspects of our being and on a global level. So we have been using this energy to really get to the bottom of our truth, which is bringing forth wisdom. Because when we honor our truth and we're in an energy of self-love and we honor our truth and we're in self-validation, that brings forth the wisdom from within us because when we're in an empowered place, we are more available for the wisdom that's within us. You know, we're able to see the connections that we've made and with elevated, expanded view. And this is really what all this energy in Scorpio provides to us. And so this is a period of intensity. There's no question about it, but this um, definitely is an energy that when we are beyond it, you know, for the next 30 days or so, and as we move toward the end of the year, we're going to gain much, much, much more clarity and be able to really see if there are still a lot of distortions where they're at and work, um, you know, confidently in the direction of that. And again, as always, self-love is the healer of all of those distortions, all of those um, shadows that we still are integrating and, um, and, and nurturing because we want, to, we want to integrate them. We're not trying to get rid of our shadow. We want to integrate the shadow. There's so much wealth there. You know, I do astrology readings for people all the time, and Chiron is in the, everyone's chart. Chiron is the wound. But there is 
always in everybody's chart, Chiron is how you become the healer. It, it, it shows where the wound is, but it also shows how you become the healer once you've healed and how you become the healer for others. And this is what we do with starseeds and lightworkers. So it's the same kind of energy. Um, we are really alchemizing this energy, and we're allowing this energy to rise from within us. Now, so many of us that are awake, most of us, I don't want to say all, um, but most of us are, we're energetic, like, um, recyclers for the planetary energy. You know, we, 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 we transmute energy for the collective. This energy for someone who's not awake and who's not aware, this can be extremely disruptive energy. Uranus here rules things like earthquakes and lightning strikes and um, sudden disruption. So it also rules accidents. You want to be super careful at this time because if you spin off into your um, frustration and your anger, um, then you're more likely to create an accident or create an experience that's going to bring you into a moment very quickly that may be unpleasant. So you do want to tread lightly through this energy, through this lunation for the next couple of days. And the focus really, you know, your focus is best spent on noticing your reaction. So you really just want to be in observance mode with what's going on recently, um, especially with this moon. And especially because this nodal um, access point is really, it's going to show you where you are. It's going to show you if you're still in the past or if you're more forward, for, forward focused. Now, many people during this period of time, I really feel, and we've got, um, some nodal, this, these nodes are going to be pinged throughout the year through this configuration. This configuration feels like it sort of starts the energy that we all, that we'll be in for the next, what is it, like nine weeks, something like that. So this is going to be um, really moving us forward because we'll have variations of this energy through the end of the year. Um, one of the things that is going to be really important, and we've got several things that are happening that's going to really occur that will be fairly big, is going to be that north node transiting into Cancer, and that's going to happen on the 7th. And that's the 7th of, yeah, the 7th of November. Um, Venus goes direct on the 17th. So we do have, you know, several weeks now that will be um, shifting gears shifting gears. Now, Libra, um, Venus is going to go back into Libra. Um, when it does, it'll be at 25 degrees of Libra when it goes um, direct again, and then it's going to go back through Scorpio. So we definitely have some time before Venus leaves the sign of Scorpio. So the, the, the more we can dig into this, again, this is about values, relationships, how you relate to others, um, but especially around, you know, your value systems. And that, of course, includes finances and the way that you um, manage money, the way that you value money. And this is also going to be perhaps um, activating people who are getting ready to step into their purpose, who want to activate their life mission and perhaps go out on their own and take kind of a bull by the horns. And this will be activating them to really look at what their values are around or their beliefs around whether or not they'll be supported. I feel like this is going to be a really big um, activation for people, uh, especially starseeds and lightworkers that are just getting prepared 
to step fully into their service and are getting, you know, who are sort of making the preparations for that or really thinking about that. It's going to feel like a, a, a deep impulse to step into that, but you are going to be confronted by your limiting beliefs around money. This is also what Venus. So Venus is going to ask you, you know, to really look at the energy that you have around money because money is a funny energy. We have energy around money. We decide, you know, we, we set our value around it. If we don't make very much, a lot of times we feel bad. Our worth is tied up with that. And sometimes our self-worth determines our ability to make money and our ability to attract money or even keep money. Some of us have a lot of distortions around spending money to make us feel better, you know, as we reach for that comfort. So all of these things may come up for review at this lunation, but it will, it will echo. It's going to echo through um, the end of the year. So I am anticipating that a lot of people that are getting ready to step into their life mission to step into their life purpose are going to definitely be challenged by sort of the darker, more negative aspects of Scorpio. Now, you've got to remember, Pluto is, a, is an energy in its highest expression of empowerment. But Pluto's negative energy, the, the darker shadow side of Pluto, is very negative. It's very sarcastic and critical and... Um, cynical. And so you may notice that you get frustrated or you feel inadequate, you know, when we're talking about stepping into your power. Um, and so you may have a lot of those kinds of things come up because Pluto definitely, Scorpio and Pluto definitely have some, some, some strong negative energy that can really kind of pull you into sort of a negative head space. So be aware of that because we've got a lot of energy in Scorpio that may pull you into that. So if you're working on your values and you've got work to do around self-worth, be aware that that may be the trajectory that you go. If that's where you're headed, self-love is the cure for that, okay? So, you know, I always recommend self-love, but especially during this time, Venus is always an energy of self-love. You do want to love your shadow in this moment. You do want to really pay attention to your heart really, again, pay attention to those values. Your values aren't going to lead you astray. So if you can stay true to those values and love and validate yourself for the values that you have, whether anyone shares them or not, that's going to be huge, a huge benefit for you. Uranus, however, is creating um, very distinct changes in your life, whether you're ready for them or not. So, um, you know, the best way to really manage this energy is to breathe and to be in self-love all the time, you know, to really be soothing yourself, talking to yourself, loving yourself, validating yourself. Um, you're really going to be gaining strength and confidence during this period of time. So there are a lot of benefits that are happening here. And with that nodal position, um, it really is setting the trajectory that you're going to, that you're going to be operating with for the next 18 months as the North Node transverses uh, Cancer. So let's talk about North Node and Cancer. Um, this, this nodal position, the nodes, excuse me, the North Node especially, is an energy of collective energy. It is um, how we move um, as a body, and it's, it's an energy that really will um, reflect where we are collectively. Cancer, of course, is a water sign. It is very... Um, emotional and very deeply connected to the heart space energy. 
Um, it rules the gut. And so then we will also be looking at and working through um, issues and energy around um, trusting our gut, trusting our intuition on a physical level. This is more intuitive. Well, intuitive and psychic energy are different to me. Psychic energy is more bodily felt. Intuition is more of a, is a mental energy. But that's the psychic energy is really going to come online. I really feel like telepathy is going to take an uptick during our transit through um, cancer with the North Node. But what we're really going to notice is more of a hard expansion. And this is why it's so important that during this time, and I think that's why Uranus is really helping us, is because he's helping us to break free of whatever limitations are in front of us once and for all. So deep, deep wounded patterns of limitation and lack are what is getting busted up right now. So let that go. Whatever arises for you, whatever comes up, just there for you to see, to love yourself through it and to heal it. And you'll be able to do that very quickly. Cancer is a very healing, healing energy. This is the great mother. This is return of the feminine energy. This is moving down into the womb of creation. Now, South Node, of course, will be in Capricorn. And so we're, we're going to be feeling the energies of that as well. We're going to be stepping into our empowerment through taking personal responsibility for ourselves. That's really the energy of Capricorn is personal responsibility. Capricorn wants to stabilize and set up good foundations moving forward. Okay, that's what that will, this will actually occur simultaneously. So as we reach into more of our heart expansion in cancer, this cancer north node, um, we're going to feel more unity. Now, what's really interesting to me about everything about this ascension is that we all have this experience of needing to separate, needing to isolate, needing to um, detach from other people. Um, and so it feels counterintuitive because we feel like, oh, we should be um, moving together into unity consciousness. But, you know, it's actually just the other way around. We have to individuate more within ourselves during this, the, during this process of our ascension, especially since 2012, to become very confident in who we are, to, to know who we are as souls, that we're here having a spiritual experience. And it's given us time to really know ourselves better because we couldn't have moved into unity consciousness in the way that we were. We were too wounded. We were too codependent. We weren't aware of ourselves enough. So this is what Leo, the Leo North Node, helped us to do, is to become more authentic, more sovereign within our own being. That's what Uranus or the, uh, the Aquarius South Node was doing for us, was helping us to become more authentic and sovereign in our own being um, Leo was, was, was the author of that authenticity, but they worked together in tandem. And so now that we've sort of done that and we've sort of gotten very, very, we've gotten clarity about who we are and, and our self-love definitely got a huge boost about that. And there was a lot more self-reflection and return of confidence and, and uh, the return of um, self-identity, self-pride um, perhaps. Um, you know, Leo carries an energy of confidence and the ability to connect with other people in a social way. So there's definitely connection ability with Leo. We're going to go deeper into that now. Um, we're going to be feeling the energy in an emotional way with other people. So I feel like our psychic abilities are definitely going to be heightened. And we're going to also see um, 
and be very aware of the ways that we need to take personal responsibility. So this is going to deepen our own sovereignty by taking personal responsibility because this is an, an energy of emotional maturity when you're able to take your, you know, your, your, yourself like seriously. You're able to really look and say, you know, I am responsible for my ascension. I am responsible for my relationships. I am responsible for the way that I show up. And that's going to really assist Cancer's energy and, and her ability to relax and to be in receptive mode. Now, what's really kind of beautiful about this energy, and I haven't really seen anybody write about it, but we had a lunation on the 1st of um, December. I believe it was a new moon. And it was extremely intense and powerful. And I remember sitting on my bed and I was meditating at the time of the full moon and it just felt like the energy just opened up and I got this huge, huge download about cancer energy. Um, it was a full moon, excuse me. Um, and so it was all about being receptive. It was about the mother energy. It was definitely about the feminine energy, but it was about being able to receive, okay? So this is where we're moving into. This will be the mantra for the next 18 months or so once the North Node moves into Cancer because it really is going to be about that feminine energy of receptivity, of being, being uh, of receiving, receiving love, receiving praise, receiving accolades. It'll be about self-validation. Um, it'll soften us, you know. It'll, it'll allow us to connect more psychically and, and um, even intuitively to other people. So our healing gifts are really going to take an uptick, definitely, as we move towards um, a very powerful year, which will be 2020. We've got to get through it, though, with 2019. So I feel like 2019, we're really getting in the preparation stage for this. And this is really what, where my focus is. I'm really looking at not just the planetary, you know, the current planetary configurations. I, was, I spent all morning really sort of looking at all the things that are coming up. But this North Node um, going into Cancer is really going to be a big deal. So it'll definitely be an immersion into our emotions. And we're going to learn to really master those emotions. We'll become the master of those emotions and to be able to use our emotional energy in different ways, not in codependent ways, but in ways that help us heal ourselves and others. And so we're going to definitely notice more of our healing abilities kind of come online and really be um, assisting us. Um, and this, of course, is an ascension process. We've known that our DNA and our codes and everything else is coming online. We're already being assisted by these waves of energies that are allowing us to be more intuitive and more connected psychically to everyone. It's part of the unity consciousness. This is just an aspect of that, this North Node. Now we do have, so we have Mercury, we have Venus going direct on the, on the 17th of, of uh, November, then we have Mercury going retrograde the next day on the 18th. Um, he'll be retrograde until December 7th. Now, what's really interesting about the timing here is that Uranus goes direct um, um, January 7th. So we've got a lot of sevens happening here. Um, Mercury will, uh, the day that Mercury goes um, retrograde, we have uh, Jupiter, Sun, Mercury, um, all conjunct in Sagittarius. Now, 
when, when, when Jupiter goes, and I don't have a date for that, but when Jupiter goes into Sagittarius, that's going to be another marker. And I kind of forgot to write about that, but let me just mention that quickly. Um, Jupiter will be in its own sign when it, when it moves into um, Sagittarius. And then it, um, it, you know, Jupiter, because it's been in Scorpio, has had a very distinct task about bringing truth, bringing the light to truth. So it's been about uncovering secrets. It's been about dredging up um, the unseen and the shadow and bringing the truth to that. Now, when Jupiter moves into Sagittarius, um, that is an energy that is going to allow us to do something about those secrets that have been brought to light. I do think we're going to see a lot of this on a political and global stage of accountability. And on another aspect, another aspect of Jupiter moving into Sagittarius is definitely going to be one of a lot of forward movement. Our dreams, our expansion is going to take an uptick. There's just no question that it's going to do that. Um, it's going to be in its own energy. It's going to allow um, our dreams to, um, for us to fulfill our dreams, for us to, you know, really be in an energy of um, expansion and optimism and positive growth and a positive mindset. So what's really great about that is that it does give you the ability to sort of see where, um, you know, how much work you've done. Okay, so I'm looking here. Jupiter is going to be, um, is going to move into Sagittarius on the 9th of November. So that's really close too. So we've got the, the node moving on the 7th. We've got Jupiter moving into um, Sagittarius on the 9th. So we, these, are, these, are big, these are big transits. These are big occurrences. Um, that Jupiter in Sagittarius is going to lift our spirits. Um, Jupiter in Scorpio has been a little bit heavy. We've been feeling that collectively. Um, when it moves into Sagittarius, we're going to feel much more um, optimistic and positive. It's going to help our mindset. It's going to, we're going to see a lot more people move into service. And this is something that I think is really going to be interesting because those of us that have been in an energy of sharing and healing and guiding and leading are going to step into different roles um, and I'm not sure what even that looks like as we make room for other guides and mentors and leaders and healers that are going to be emerging onto the stage. This is going to challenge everybody, I think, you know, but it's going to be good energy. And it'll, we'll kind of be able to see where we're at collectively. And if we are still in a, an energy of competition and feeling threatened and feeling there's like a limitation and a lack, or if we're going to do that gracefully. So, that's certainly of interest to me because I feel like I'm sort of in that category. I have no idea what's coming. And it's been interesting to sort of be in this space because, you know, I, I stepped out and I took, uh, took charge of my life and I stepped into my service and something I'd always wanted to do. And now it feels like there's more coming that's bigger and different. I have no idea what that is. So I'm being challenged in these energies too. Um, all of us will be stepping more into our service because it's needed. It's required. We have to. Part of the reason why you feel so much of a, of a desire and an urge to really follow your passions and follow your dreams is because that's what you're supposed to be doing. Jupiter's going to actually help us to do that. It's going to give us the confidence and the courage, positive mindset, you know, the optimism to actually um, step into that. So we've got those two energies that are shifting. Uh, and then we have, um, so this is everything that's happening before the end of the year. 
Then we've got Neptune, which has been retrograde for quite a bit of time. She's going to go direct November 26th, so right around Thanksgiving in the United States. The North Node that day um, will be conjunct the moon in Cancer. And there will be a grand cross or a grand square that will be active that day between Uranus, Venus, and both nodes again. So it's the same as now. So that's clear in November. <laughs> that's, so that, this is a theme. This is a theme. And this is why I really want to emphasize that what is happening right now with this moon lunation is not related and, and confined to this two or three day passage. This is going to be energy that is going to, that we're going to ride through the end of the year that is supporting us to really do the deep work and to become more sovereign, to become more of a clear channel. Now, again, in the ascension, we are lining up with our higher self. Our higher self is, is merging with our physical body. We are becoming embodied with that. The goal, of course, is to... Um, Follow your internal guidance, to use that as your internal guidance. Um, you know, it's interesting, and I want to mention this because it's come up quite a bit, and people don't really know this, but when, you, when you're in the ascension and you're in a spiritual, you know, you're, you're in your spiritual awareness, a lot of times we have guides and angels and, and spirit guides or ascended masters that we connect with, people, you know, entities that we feel like we receive confirmation and value from. When you merge more with your higher self, those entities sort of fade. Um, they, that's possible that they may fade, and you may feel a void where you're like, where did they go? That's kind of an indication that your higher self has merged more deeply and more, has anchored more with your physical body. And I remember when this happened for me, it felt like I'd been abandoned. <laughs> but what that really did was it was a reorientation for me to understand deeply that my higher self was now aligned with me and that I was to trust my own guidance. And so um, the angelic energy that I had felt really was integrated into my own physical body. So I do want to put that out there because I think it's something that people get confused about when it happens. They feel like they've lost a connection when in fact you're just being um, invited to trust yourself even deeper. Um, and then we have a, so we've got Neptune going um, direct. Um, that same day, so, so not only do we have the Uranus, Venus, and both nodes activated, but we also have a grand trine between both the moon and the nodes, Chiron, and the sun, Jupiter, Mercury conjunction. So that is going to be, and that's all in that, that Jupiter, um, sun, uh, Mercury conjunction is all in Sag. That's going to be huge. And we'll talk more about this, but that's going to be another huge day. Um, and then we have, um, we have Chiron going direct as well, and Chiron will go direct. Oh, shoot, didn't I write that down? <laughs> Sorry about that. Chiron goes direct. I don't know. Um, I don't have that right in front of me. I apologize. Um, and then we've also got the, Chiron will go direct first, and then we've got Uranus going direct. And Uranus won't actually go direct until January 7th. So Chiron goes direct December 10th. Uranus goes direct January 7th. Now, that's, we're going to be into 2019 by then. Um, but I do feel like these energies, you know, that Uranus, when it goes direct and right after, you know, on the 7th of, of, of January 2019, 
um, that's going to really set the tone as well for that next year. And we have North Node trying Chiron, trying Venus. So there's another aspect of Venus that we'll have. And the North Node will have Venus at zero degrees in Sag that day. And then we also have Pluto, Pluto Sun, uh, Saturn, and Mercury all in Sagittarius. So the Sagittarius energy at the beginning of the year is going to be huge. It's going to be a huge boon for us to move forward into our life missions, to really claim and, and really um, drop the fear and all the energy, the shadow that's been around, um, what's been keeping us from really stepping into that. Um, we're going to feel a lot more confident and a lot more optimistic moving into next year. Um, it's going to feel like a lot of really refreshing energy. Now, that doesn't mean we're done with the ascension. We're just really getting started. But it really is going to be some just enormous, enormous energy. Um, we do, I want, to, I want to mention this, one of the things that we're going to be looking at um, for this next year is a Saturn-Pluto conjunction. Now, we're, we've been kind of waiting as astrologers um, for this Saturn-Pluto conjunction that's going to occur, and that's going to be activated in April of 2019, and it's going to basically be throughout the rest of the year um, and we'll start to separate January of 20. Uh, oh, we'll be con I'm sorry, we'll actually be um, conjunct of, t of 2020 and very potent. So that is going to be a whole other energy. I'm not going to talk about those two um, entities conjunct, but um, I do feel like on a global stage, we are definitely, definitely not in Kansas anymore. Um, the energy is completely different. It isn't going to change. Um, we're not going back to any kind of a way that we've been before. We are going to, there are going to be a lot of changes. There's going to be a lot of disruption. I mean, we have, uh, one of the things that I think is that I'm kind of predicting and other people are too, is with Uranus and in, uh, in Taurus, we're definitely going to have some energy around the financial markets and, and how we look at and consider and deal with money. That's another show. Um, but that's kind of what we're looking at. That's a lot. That's a pretty power pack next nine weeks. So this is really the beginning. So if you can really kind of look at this lunation and this particular passage as, um, you know, a right or a, an ability to, um, you know, it's like a gift that is like, okay, so, you know, this is the final exam and you get to really be aware and be responsible for the energy that you're in and you get to really make decisions. For those that really are hesitant and are not able to make those decisions, um, that this energy is going to be a little more difficult, a little more of a rough ride. You're going to get lots of opportunities till the end of the year to sort of be in this energy again. So this lunation, it's not important necessarily that you, that you necessarily like get it or that you have the big shifts that we've been talking about, you're going to have the opportunities. But once we get beyond 2019 and once Uranus goes direct um, in January of 2019, we're in a whole different energy. And as true to form, every single year has been marked with a certain theme. So we're getting ready. We're getting ready for that theme. I don't know what that is yet, but I do know that we're, we're building towards it. Um, and it will be a big, it will be big movement. So it's getting us ready. So, you know, hang on, hang on, hang on to your broomsticks because, um, you know, it's going to be a wild ride. It's going to be a wild ride. Yeah. 
Yeah, I like that. Well, you know, you can feel it. You can feel this intensifying, and I think it's something, and again, uh, when I say intensifying, it's like, you know, you, you can just pick this energy shifting and even starting in the last couple of days. Like I was telling you before the show, I felt a little bit of a lull a couple of days ago, um, maybe akin to just the, that, that calm before the storm. And, I, and I'm not saying <clears throat> storm in a negative way. Um, but just, mm-hmm. you know, looking at the idea when you, it's perspective because you have to look at it when somebody says, uh, the calm before the storm, you have to look at it from the perspective of what a storm brings. And it really is like a cleansing and a clearing and a reset for everything. You know, uh, we need that. So that energy comes through and it's, it's intense, but it's necessary and it's a, it's a part of the process. So this is something that I'm very excited about. I did want to ask you one question just because we have about seven minutes and I know that I had, you know, you had spoken earlier about the fact that you really no longer, you're really attuned to and aligned with your higher self, that that's really kind of that energy that you used to turn to that felt like it was outside of you is now more or less in inside you and it's with you. Mm-hmm. Now I work with a lot of clients, um, Obviously, everybody's in different levels. You know, everybody's in different places. Um, and so it just depends on who I'm working with as to what I discuss with regard to that. However, I know that because that's the situation, I'm, I'm wondering, and this is more of a curiosity, do you still do um, like full moon rituals or set intentions or any of that? Do you still hold those kinds of ceremonies or is that something that does no longer resonates for you? You know, it no longer resonates, and it's not something I ever would have thought would have happened. But um, I was guided away from that um, at the end of last year, the beginning of even this year, um, and I moved away from it. And I was teaching classes about moon manifestation. I didn't expect that, but it is something that occurred um, as well for me. Um, And I clearly am still in manifestation mode, but I'm not – I think the reason why is because when it – when I aligned with my internal process, everything external didn't, I didn't need it. Right. I didn't need the external, the the external evidence of the, of the intention or writing it down or the spell or whatever that was going to look like. Um, And I've been really into it for many years. So that was what happened for me. But yes, I do think everybody's different and I don't, I don't have negative opinions about any of that stuff. It's just not something I'm doing anymore. Okay, so but for the for those who are still, you know, participating in that, this would be an opportunity. Mm-hmm. I, I'm assuming all full moons are obviously, but this would be an opportunity if that was some, if someone was still participating in that and that still resonated for them. And I know that you're saying this, so I'm just going to clarify. I don't think by any means either one of us is saying that. Well, if you're still resonating with that, you're clearly not as far along. <laughs> I don't think anybody. Oh no, 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 not at all. Because I have a lot of clients that will ask those questions, and I'm like, no, I think we're, you know, we're all still very unique. We're all still going to have our own. We came here for different purposes. It's all, we're all different. I think as one of my guests put it one time, we're all spokes on a wheel, so we all have different purposes. But, you know, we're all part of the wheel, so that's how it works. But if if that's something that resonates for someone that's listening this would be a, a good time to set intentions for, you know, like you said that there were going to be, uh, obviously this would be a time that would be revolving around the way that you see money. Now I read a post that you said uh, that you posted earlier. Again, if you're not following her at Oracle of your soul on Instagram, very important to do that. But I read a post that you had posted just before the show about how um, right now this moon is like you said about, you know, um, basically kind of, 
detaching and this idea that if we have any stories around love or money, it's time to rewrite those, reinvent those. If we have mm-hmm. toxic yeah. relationships or whatever, it's time to let all that go. So this would be good a good time to set intentions for things like that, correct? It is. Now, remember that full moons are about release. And so it's an, if you, the, the best, the best, use of your intention is for the release of what you need to let go of. You know, new moons are for setting intentions for what you're creating. Full moons are about release. So, yeah, this is very, very much a great time to set intentions for being, becoming aware of what needs to be released. And that that would be how I would work with it because you want the Mm -hmm. awareness of it. You want the awareness so that you understand clearly what you're releasing, what you're integrating um, because then you've got the awareness so that you don't go back into that energy again. Yeah. Right. Okay. Beautiful. So I'm aware, uh, mm-hmm. and all of you that are listening, I'm aware there are a lot of people right now that if they are not yet, if they have not yet really been doing this work, this is one of those times where it may feel a bit, for for those who have just really not been in that just yet, that doesn't mean that, you know, anybody's ahead of you. That simply means that it's, you know, everybody wakes up when they wake up. That's just the process. We're all where we're supposed to be. So um, if, if that's happening for you, I can, I can imagine, as you said, this energy coming in, it may be a bit overwhelming. So I want to go ahead and encourage, again, um, Lynette is, you know, not just an astrologer. She does so many other things. And certainly not minimizing the astrology, but there's so many other things that she does. So if you are needing um, more than simply what the information that you've been getting, getting on this show, by all means, reach out to her at Oracle of Your Soul on Instagram. You can find everything you need to know there, website and all of that. Because I can imagine a lot of people, Lynette, are probably feeling this if, if they are not yet, you know, doing all of this work. Because as you said, some of those that have been, it may be a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. You may feel it, but you're not mm-hmm. reacting to it. But if you're in it, it right. can probably get very overwhelming. Yeah, and so you know what you do there is you just you the best thing I can tell anybody, and I don't care where you are in your in your process or what sign you are or how soon you woke up or how long you've been in it. Self love is 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 what saves us, honestly. Self love is the key to your ascension, so you can't go wrong with that. This energy, especially if it feels confusing and really big and looming and intense, self love is is going to be your fallback guy all the time because. Um, when you love yourself, even though you see the distortions, you see the limitations you lack, when you love yourself, you open a door within you to receive your love. That shifts your energy in an alchemical way, and it makes you more available to receive. And so, you know, self-love is just really where it's at. And I do teach self-love classes. That is something else that I do, but say enough about it. It really heals, and it's cheap. It's free. <laughs> Absolutely. That's always yeah. my recommendation. That's, that's coming yeah. from- Absolutely. It's coming from the inside. So I highly recommend it as well. I, and I'm, and I, again, I highly recommend that you follow Lynette, uh, that you check in there at Oracle of Your Soul on Instagram. Make sure that you look on her bio for all the information on how to get in touch with her if you're needing any more information than what you received today. And by all means, share this information as much as you can with friends, family, anybody that you might feel needs to know, because certainly this is helpful to everyone right now. This is a global experience. Remember, this isn't just one of us or five of us or just a few of us that have been engaged. It's global. So share it and and let everybody know about it. This is free too. So it's another thing that you can do for yourself and for others. Uh, Thank you everybody for tuning in. And of course, thank you, Lynette, as always for, for being here and giving us all this valuable information. I want to remind everyone next week, 
the show will not be 3 p.m. Central Standard Time as usual. Uh, you will be hearing Psychic Wednesday at 8 p.m., but this will be a special show, Elizabeth Harbin's Halloween special. The information is here on the show page. You can locate that there. So she will be offering a psychic gallery. So you can call in and get readings from more than just Elizabeth. You can get readings from other psychics as well. So this is an awesome opportunity. I hope you'll call in. Everyone have a wonderful rest of your week, and we will talk to you next week. Bye-bye.